Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Clay. And I'm uh, Tyler. And this is The Watchers. This is a movie, or this is a podcast, excuse me, where we uh, break down Marvel films and give our comments, questions, and concerns, and maybe even answer a couple of your own questions. But before we get into it, Gonzo, tell me about your day. Did you have a good day? Uh, it was a pretty slow day so far. I had to knock out some homework. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Prepping for the pod. And I'm a big golf guy, so I'm going to be hitting the links here Heck pretty yeah, soon. Man. So how about yourself? Uh, pretty mellow day. Had the day off work, so I've just been watching uh, some CDL matches. Had some gruelers oh, so far, and, you know, luckily uh, Optic doesn't play today. They won their match yesterday, so we don't play till Saturday. So I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, watching that again tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, oh. enough of the chit-chat. Let's get into it, man. What are we covering today? We are doing another movie breakdown. And we're going to hit another classic. Well, actually, not another classic, because we hit Doctor Strange. But this is a classic in my... Oh, this is this is solidified classic, in my opinion. Yeah. And it is Avengers Age Voltron. Woo! Uh, movie gets a lot of hate, but we'll get into it. But I'm a big uh, believer that this movie is uh, very important for the Infinity Saga. And one yeah. of my favorite movies out of the Infinity Saga. Infinity Saga. I would agree um, with you. Yeah. Opening thoughts. Um what I was what I really liked about this movie was how it kind of showed like the human side of every character. Yeah. Uh like the first first like, I don't know, fifteen minutes or twenty minutes into the movie, it shows like uh, like that they're at the party and everything. They're uh hanging around with normal people and it shows like their weaknesses and all other stuff like the first avengers it kind of really didn't because it was so important they just they're basically focusing on just getting the team together yeah um but this one was just more like uh in depth of uh the team especially uh clint um i really enjoyed that but um what was your first opening thoughts i mean opening thoughts i i agree with you on the aspect that this movie is very pivotal in the Infinity Saga, and yeah. I also agree with you. I feel like this movie got a lot of hate for not a lot of reasons. I, I have a few reasons why it did get some hate that I can kind of understand, which we'll, we'll touch on a little bit later. But uh, I love how this movie, there is no dilly-dallying. We press play, and it's immediately, it's a it's a battle. There's a fight yeah. scene, which was great. Yeah, um, there was one part. In in the fight scene, Thor Thor jumps down onto like a like a tower and like hits four or five guys with like this metal pole, like metal bracket type thing. The CGI was not there, in my opinion. I no. thought it I thought it looked kind of iffy. The rest of the battle looked great, but that specific portion of it made me go, eh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But honestly, that was the only part of the movie that I did feel as though that it was like, you know, could have been done better. Overall, this movie holds up well. I, I always love watching it. It's always a whenever like I, I want to watch a Marvel film and I don't know what I want to watch. This always lingers in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was uh, I lost my train of thought. But I was because uh, the movie, you know, I, I, my first note actually says I love the star because it shows them the team working together just straight into the action. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking because it's I don't know how long it was till the next Avengers movie came out. Do you know? It was probably. I mean, it was phase two and then well, first then, Avengers, then, right? 
it went first Avengers Age of Ultron, and the next Avengers movie we had was Endgame. Or, sorry, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. I believe that that was four-year gap. Yeah. It was something, four and or I, five. And I like how it just, I mean, obviously they have to throw it in, but I like how it just shows all the character development with each each character. Yeah. Iron Man's suit, because first Avengers, we had, uh, his suit, the best suit we got was the Mark Three or... Mm-hmm. Was it Mark? No, not the Mark Three. No, at the end was he got the Mark. I guess probably Mark Four. Mark Four, yeah. Yeah, and when he had the bracelets on. And in Avengers: Age Ultron, we got uh, it like segued from Iron Man Three to um, Avengers: Age of Ultron from his Mark Forty Two suit, mm-hmm. and then transitioned to his Mark Forty Four, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. And then I loved uh, all the suit upgrades. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all of them. I wasn't really a big fan of Black Widow's suit. It was just a little too tacky to me. I don't know. Um, Cap's suit was outstanding. One mm-hmm. of the best suits, I think, um, in the Infinity Saga, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The first opening scene was great. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I think uh, another kind of something really important that happened towards... Uh, that that part of the well there's two things i want to touch on within that that fight scene that first like you know 10 15 minutes of that first like battle scene probably Mm -hmm. closer to 10 is one uh you'll see it here on your screen um something that we saw within the first avengers yeah it was the first avengers where um thor cap and iron man have their fight in the woods and thor electrocutes iron man and, and jarvis says oh like power now at 3000 percent. he goes he says something along the lines of like oh would you look at that and yeah. then hits hits them with like his ch- his chest beam which is a lot more damage obviously and it's a lot more output but it seems like they now that they're you know becoming more of a team and more of like a more friendly towards each other obviously they're learning how to help each other out in those situations and the scene that i really want to highlight in that aspect is like i said you'll see it on the screen in this beginning fight scene, Thor and Cap, they're like in between battle and they stop for a second and they say something and they see like a tank and like 12 guys running down and they like kind of line up and Thor or Cap, I don't remember exactly which one said what, uh, was like, hmm, would you look at that? They're lining up and he goes, well, all right. And shield, uh, yeah. Cap puts a shield up and Thor hits hits his hammer on it, which Vibranium versus Mjolnir, like that's nothing's going to break. It's only going to cause a massive shockwave and it just decimates everything in that path. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. It's, it's cool to see like they're obviously training together and they're, they're complementing each other very well, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. You um, could also say that they use the, I mean, it was in the first, in the first Avengers when Thor comes down, Cap oh. puts the shield up. Oh yeah. And blur like obliterates the forest and everything. Yeah. And then also you can say from uh end game two, when uh, Cap gets the, hammer and he's fighting thanos he throws the uh, mjolnir uh to the hammer and kind of i i i I would disagree with you on that personally i don't think i don't think cap ever trained with mjolnir yeah but he used he used mjolnir in the shield like he did like the same oh okay i see what you're saying yeah Yeah. i see what you're saying yeah um okay Uh, sure (laughs) um and another thing i really wanted to touch on for that aspect was uh very quickly, Jarvis tells Iron Man that uh, the city's um, kind of getting hit with some casualties. So he sends out the Iron Legion, which is a bunch of uh, AI bots that show up to kind of 
tell the city like, hey, please evacuate. We're here to help, you know, you know, trying to do what they can to minimize casualties. And, um, every, uh, you know, people in Sokovia are just not a fan of the Avengers. They find them to be like money hungry and they're un uncivilized and mm -hmm. ungoverned. They're just come in, they wreak havoc and then they leave. So they're, you know, they're messing up the Iron Legion bots, but it was cool to see that progression because we saw Tony make a bunch of suits in Iron Man 3, and he ended up destroying them all uh, at the end yeah. of Iron Man 3. So it was cool to see him kind of take that pivotal point, and instead of making suits for himself, self, sorry, he's making suits that just help the world as, as a whole, mm -hmm. um, um, which is awesome. Yeah, and... Uh... This is why I love this movie so much is because it's so like there's so many important pieces in this movie that transitions over very well to the rest of the movies. Yeah. In the Infinity Saga. And the first 20 minutes, I would say, um, we get Tony's vision. Yeah. And he goes yeah. into. Uh, Go to get the, the, the scepter. <laughs> scepter. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was pretty accurate. On him. It was pretty accurate. He got. Caps shield cut in half, pretty yep. accurate to what it was in Endgame. Yep. Um, Cap saying, "Why didn't you do more?" Mm -hmm. And then you could have saved us. It, yeah, you could have saved us and the whole team down and everything, and showing the alien invasion coming in. Basically, like the same thing in Endgame. I just, it's so, it was so uh, accurate, and I love how Marvel um, kept it like they didn't. They didn't mess with it at all. They kept it the same. Basically, try to keep it as accurate as uh, possible, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And I also think that that vision is a big turning point for Iron Man and, and t more mm -hmm. Tony, obviously, than Iron Man, but for the way that he needs to live his life. And yeah. I feel like it really puts his priorities in perspective of he didn't realize how much it would hurt him to lose his team until he felt it and saw that. And I feel yeah. like that alone changed the way that he acts for the rest of the Infinity Saga. Like he's very selfless and very, very much like just trying to make sure people are good and and safe and doing what he can for that. And uh, I feel like in the previous ones, it was very much like, you know, I'm a playboy billionaire philanthropist, you know, on top of, you know, oh, you being Iron Man. Did you say that in the first Avengers too? Yeah. Well, he didn't say it in the second one. He said it in the first one, but just like it it shows that he he used to be this like sort of egotistical guy you know billionaire playboy philanthropist like what are you some juiced up guy from a german and then now he's he says you know in the in this movie age of ultron uh ultron says towards the later end of the movie which i don't want to move too far ahead which we'll come back to but um you know he ultron says something like how do you plan on stopping me and tony looks at cap and he says just like the old man said together and yeah. uh it's like that that pivotal moment of like st instead of saying like Psh, like i'm tony like you know i'm iron man i can solo this versus like i need them and i want to make sure that we're a team for this and that was really cool yeah i would say all four avengers movies tony has sacrificed himself every like every time every time absolutely and um i mean proven cap's point you're not the guy to make a sacrifice play. He did it in Avengers. Yep. First Avengers, you can damn near say he did it in uh, Age of Ultron. I would say well. yes and no in that aspect, though, because he, uh, you know, he created Ultron. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he, what I mean? Like he sacrificed himself. He didn't like you know yeah. fly away like he yeah. could have. He could have um, just bailed, grabbed Pepper, and left. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Infinity War. He fought Thanos by himself. Yep. Made him bleed. Made him bleed. Which, eh, we'll, we'll get to that in a different episode. But I, I, lo- yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then Endgame, we all know what happens there. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. And I, I feel like, do you have anything else kind of within the, the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie you want to touch on? Because I kind of have something I want to uh, bring up that's kind of later on in that. Uh, I do want to say uh, one thing. I, I, I really – it was really nice to see a raging Hulk. Yeah. Like, I, I just missed that, you know? Yeah. I hope we, in the future, get that at some point because – I I loved um him in this movie too. He was great. I agree. Hulk was super good. I I loved um uh Nat uh and Bruce's like chemistry together. I wish that kind of stayed together or stayed yeah. um yeah. a little bit more in like the rest of the Avengers movies, but Oh uh, yeah. yeah. We know what happens with her as well, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, but I agree. I mean that was a, yeah. it was a weird it was I loved it because it did feel genuine, but at the same time, like if you look at it just platonically on paper, that's a weird like relationship that you would want to have, you know, like for us to like root for, like we're talking about a, an assassin built in the red room versus a gamma radiation monster. Like why? Like that's gross. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. I just found out that I just completely ruined my hoodie. Love that. Mm. Um, but yeah. Can he not like he can't fuck? No, there's no way. There's no, no he way he's fucking. He can't. Because no. I remember from Incredible Hulk uh the two thousand eight with Edward Norton mm-hmm. when they were like hooking up, his heart rate would go up and he couldn't. Yeah. So like what's the point if I'm Bruce Banner, I'm there's no point of having a relationship. I don't know. That's me. I agree, but I, I mean it would also it it, it would uh I'm sure that it would it would suck. You know what I mean? Like, his testosterone levels have got to be fucking going through the roof. Oh yeah, which going is probably through. why he's a raging monster all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that would make yeah. sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, uh, it is a weird shit. But I do agree. I mean, it was something I always rooted for. You know what I mean? Like I, I always thought that they were really cute together. Yeah, um, I did too. I can definitely agree with that. And especially Bruce Banner and Natasha. Like that was a really cute cute thing and 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 it also shows that the hulk when when the hulk or when bruce banner is the hulk he is still aware of like who is good people and who is bad people in the aspect because natasha is able to walk up to him grab Hmm. his monstrous hand tell him the sun is getting low and he transforms back you know what i mean like there Mm -hmm. is still bruce banner inside there which is cool i like that Mm -hmm. um yeah i think we're good for the first 30 you wanted to move on yeah i uh the one thing i really wanted to touch on was um something pretty pivotal for this movie and also for the later later movies as well is tony says in the so they they um they do this battle scene they end up meeting wanda and quicksilver which are two new enhanced that get a get introduced in this movie oh yeah um and we have um Baron Strucker, which is the guy that originally took the scepter and was doing these experiments. And Tony 
gets the scepter, brings it back to the lab, and finds out that inside the scepter there's a a really developed AI. Excuse mm-hmm. me, sorry. Um, he has a there's a really developed AI that makes Jarvis look like like nothing at this point. Yeah, and he he looks he looks at at um looks at Bruce, and they they first start talking about how he was like this could be Ultron. And, and Bruce was like, that's that's a big what if, you know, and I I was a little bit confused on like, obviously, they've had the Ultron conversation before, but we never saw it. Yeah. So like, like a, he said, it was like a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it would have been cool to see them like reference Ultron in like a earlier movie for this to happen. But mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, uh, Tony looks at Bruce and he says, you know, I see a suit of armor around the world. And Bruce says, that sounds like a cold world, Tony. And then Tony kind of walks away and says, you know, peace in our time. And then he also proceeds to say that when Bruce says that sounds like a cold world, Tony says, I've seen colder. Yeah. And so this is, I feel like where a, a big thing before the pivotal moment in this movie for Tony, he is so obsessed with keeping people safe that he's willing to create a monster in the world that could potentially save us. Yeah. Um, and I think after this movie, he realizes that he can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, the world has to just continue, if that makes sense. Like he can't, he can't protect everybody and he's just going to do what he can to protect everyone that he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but like putting Ultron in, in that situation of like, I see a suit of armor around the world is, is it's a, it's a whole different experience. Like when I first watched this movie, I remember thinking like, what, like, you know, because I, I didn't know what Ultron was going to be. And once I saw the AI next to Jarvis, I thought it was going to be just an AI. Something that was almost like a force field around the world that was going to be named Ultron. But instead, it became this being um, yeah. that Alive. wanted to do nothing besides destroy the world. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty crazy. I just I really mm-hmm. wanted to bring that up just because I thought that was that was pretty nutty. Yeah. And we're kind of like near that point where... Uh in the part of the movie where uh they lift the hammer yeah and um like i said again another great uh part in this movie that transitions very well again sure does uh, (laughs) in the rest of the movies um and then we see cap come up a little there was something there there was something yeah a little there's a little something there and um i actually have a question I, for you for that yeah yeah um, go for it so first i want to touch on that everyone else tried to pick it up uh, you know tony even brought in his suit tony and war machine together tried to pick it up nobody was doing it and then like you said cap comes up puts two hands on it and er, my question to you is do you think that cap realized that he could lift it up at that moment and decided to play it off like he couldn't to make everyone else in the room feel a little bit more comfortable? Or was Cap not fully worthy at that moment? I think he wasn't fully worthy. Okay. I, I, think the, I would agree with you. The um, the point that made him wor- worthy was when he told Tony about his uh, parents that he knew. Yeah. That yeah. Bucky killed Yep. Um, uh, his family. And I think after that, then Just he was – Civil War, yeah, yeah, he was uh, worthy. I agree with you on but that aspect. I, I maybe maybe he did, maybe he was able to hold it and just didn't want to kill uh, 
um thor's ego that's and i love uh i love how they uh when you think about endgame and when uh cap picks up the hammer and i knew it it. and then (laughs) and the door's like i knew it yeah that's just so good i agree Um, i agree i uh would you say the same thing yeah and to be honest with you when i wrote that down last night um i didn't i knew like my answer for that was that he was not fully worthy at that moment but i didn't really like kind of think of like an area in which he did become fully worthy and you bringing up like him getting him telling tony the full truth about his parents and him knowing about bucky um makes a lot of sense because that is obviously a really dark deep secret that he's held on to for a long time yeah. and well, he, he found he found out well maybe he well from just from the movies he found out in um uh, captain america winter soldier correct when he goes to the base and mm-hmm. they show him all the information so so i yeah, i feel like i mean you can't be worthy but also be hiding vote like especially those types of secrets toward yeah. people you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i don't feel like that's fair so i mean i think that's a, a great shout on your end i feel like mm-hmm. that was the pivotal moment for cap when he was like eh, you know now i got the meal near like that's in the bag no, like I, I i i do understand cap's position not telling tony because obviously we see in civil war he went psycho and wanted to kill bucky and i think he just wanted to uh save bucky and yeah by not telling tony because if you would have told tony tony would have done everything anything in his power yeah um to try to kill bucky but yeah i agree with that Um, it's a a little gray water there but yeah yeah. a little little burky you know like if you if my you know if my parents were to be killed and you knew who did it and you just never told me like i'd be pretty bummed out you know what i mean like the sooner you would tell me i feel like the better of a person you would be so Mm -hmm. but that's never that's neither here nor there because you know my parents still alive so i'm chilling so (laughs) um but yeah i mean i that was i thought that was a really pivotal moment i i mean Mm -hmm. and it was really fun you know i mean if bruce tries to bruce banner tries to pick it up and earlier in the movie he's flirting with natasha by the bar and uh you know he he doesn't really know what to do because he's never really been in that that position before and he's lifting it up and then he kind of like he's like rah 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 and yeah tries to like scare people or whatever i thought that was like such a funny little thing and everyone was just kind of sitting there like what is this dude doing i also saw when there uh bruce was flirting with her at the bar and everything and then cap walks over and mm-hmm. he's talking to her talking to him about him and that and he was like i've seen i've seen that uh flirt up close. Uh, up close yeah and i was like, thinking i was like did they possibly you know well, get it on at any time no, there's no shot but they did That'd kiss be pretty crazy they did kiss so i i think that if was more or less what i he mean was if that's cap's way of saying up close it's just you know like come on really that's just a little pecker you know i don't think it, they kissed like three times in that movie at least twice just once once and down the escalator that's all no, then they oh. kiss again down the hallway. Mm-hmm. They go down the escalator and then they take the steal the truck and then she's okay. like, "Is anyway. that your first kiss since um, nineteen something something?" So, I mean, I, I I mean, I don't see how you would say that that's not flirting. I mean, yeah, I you yeah. know, I mean, this isn't high school anymore where people are just like making out with each other at a party just to make out with somebody. You know what I mean? Like this is mm-hmm. real world stuff at this point. Like you know. I, I mean, but also everybody has their own lines. Like, 
if I'm going to kiss a person, it's not because I'm just wanting to kiss a person. Like I'm obviously interested in that person. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And, and also Cap and Nat also have a really close relationship. They're very like, it seems more like brother and sister more than anything. Um, yeah. so maybe there were other times in between movies, you know, so to speak that he saw her doing something with a different guy or, you know, whatever the Probably. case, but I, yeah. there's just no shot. Cap and Natalie are in the bedroom doing the lay down dance. That'd be crazy. Um, let should make that into a six episode show. We'll give it a gander of them fucking. <laughs> I'm just, I'm passing personally. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> outside of that, a lot of the rest of that movie is really just, a. Uh, Ultron pretty much executing his plan. We do. Uh, we meet Ulysses S. Claw uh, for the first time, um, which is pretty cool. I actually really like his character. We see him again in Black Panther, but um, yep. you know he was really cool. His his worst fear is a cuttlefish. He saw a documentary, and I thought that was really funny as well. And um, I, the one thing that I just I cannot preface this enough. I die on this hill. Ultron is the best, best villain, period, in MCU. He is the best villain in MCU. He's the best looking villain in MCU, and he was wasted in this movie. And those three, like, I feel like the last thing that I said right there that he was wasted in this movie is the reason why this movie gets so much hate. That's um, fucking wild to me. Uh, I mean, he's great. I would definitely take him over Loki for sure. Even though love Loki. Yeah, but, but I mean, Loki is like Thanos. in that gray area as well. Like, I mean, he's kind of a good guy, kind of a bad guy. I'm taking Thanos. It's such to. a cop-out answer. Like, I understand it. I do. And I also wrote down in my notes. There's I, three main villains in Avengers movies. What what other cop-out answer do you want me to say? Loki? There's so many other villains. In, I mean, there's a villain in every about, movie. Yeah, but the Ultron's an Avengers-level threat. Yes. I I mean, yeah. So we're only talking about Avengers level threats here. And you don't have three. to be. Well, I there's mean, no other villain besides. There's no other villains in solo movies that are going to be Avengers level threats because if they were, they would be in Avengers movies. No. I would disagree. I feel like there have been other it's movies that, that could it's have just been. Plain just plain simple. Just plain is better. I'm Even not saying that Thanos Ultron. is shit. I'm not saying that Thanos is shit. And I also wrote down in my notes that I think Ultron has the second best lines next to Thanos. Yeah. Thanos oh, yeah. is a walking quote machine. Yeah. But yeah. Ultron has some phenomenal lines in this movie. And I, I just feel like he was wasted. We didn't get his full potential. Like, the like I don't know. Like, it made sense for... He was what, wasted. Yeah. I it, do agree with He you. was wasted. He was yeah. wasted. Um, he was also the scariest villain above Thanos, and I'll give you my reason. Thanos wanted to kill half the population. Ultron was gonna wipe Earth clean. We're not talking about half. No, but Thanos wanted to wipe out half the population of all the universe. What do you think Ultron would have done? I mean, we're talking when about, it decimated yeah, no. every planet hit themselves. Instead of if half. If he's taking the same route he did in What If, yeah. Well, I'm not saying, but, but I just mean in this. Well, when he's done, he's not going to, he, he he would just sit there. 
Unless he's gonna, he'd be in the what if. That would be him in the what if. If he succeeded, then it, we would see the Ultron from what if. Then he'd be the best villain in the MCU. I see. I disagree. I just, I feel like he would have decimated Earth, and by the time that he decimated Earth, I mean he's in the internet. He knows there's other planets out there. He's a, he's a, he's an android, so it's not like he needs a spacesuit or anything. He can fucking fly. So he just pulls up to the next planet that he knows about, decimates that planet, goes to the next planet, goes to Xandar. He's like, oh, bummer. Boom. Goes to Titan. And he's like, oh, shit. Well, Thanos is here. Like, bummer. I just don't think he's like, I don't know. I Maybe if it was made better, the movie of Ultron, it'd be, he'd be a little more scarier. But, like, when we're talking about Thanos, obviously he's been teased throughout the Infinity Saga, but oh, yeah. in that first movie in Infinity War, obviously he's a great, we said, walking quote machine. Oh, yeah. But when he fights the Hulk and just spanks him, throat, throat <laughs> punches him, that was crazy. It just like karate chops him in, like, the neck. Like, okay. Yeah. And then, obviously, Endgame, we kind of get, like, a younger Thanos, and he's just. Even more menacing. He's, yeah, he's angry at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, think he's... But, like, I mean, I'm saying all this because I believe that Ultron was underused. Like, he, he was, was a, he was wasted 100%. in this movie. And, which I understand. What, I mean, they had to bring out another Avengers. There was a lot of pivotal moments that we've talked about. Uh, but, like, it could have been... Like, my big thing, I have it, I have it written down. Ultron, being as smart as he is... Why didn't he just fucking leave a suit somewhere else, somewhere hidden in, like, Pakistan? And then when yeah. he gets decimated and then his plan with Sokovia doesn't go through, he's like, well, I still got my one suit, and then bails oh, out. Just, and, like, that's he, like I feel like they could have kept him going that way. Yeah. But when you think of him, he just thinks he's going to win no matter yeah. what. I agree with so, that. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. I, I just I, I had to get that out of the out of the way now because I knew that was gonna be some hot takes. It's just that that's fucking he's crazy the, he's the fucking goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. I love Thanos. I think Thanos is dope, and he was utilized perfectly. Thanos was written incredibly well. Josh Brolin blew it out of the park. The CGI was phenomenal. Everything about Thanos was flawless. There I have no gripe with anything about Thanos. And I have gripes with Ultron because he could have easily been a Thanos. Oh, easily. He could have so, been better than Thanos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I can agree with you on that. I mean I do like his I do like his look though. And in the movie. He great, is he is look. by far the, the best looking villain. I think he's yeah, he's way way doper looking than Thanos. It looks uh, yeah. Thanos' sure. armor is very like hit or miss for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I almost like, I like Thanos's look the most in the beginning of Endgame when he's going through the garden, picking out those massive fruits yeah. and he's got, he's wearing like capris and like a shirt. Like he looks like a stud then. I like, I like Thanos in Endgame with his armor and everything. I thought that I, like I him just with like the t-shirt, the gauntlet, you know? See, I, I, that, I thought that was stuff. the ugliest look. Oh, really? I, I did not like that look. I liked yeah, I liked I, Infinity War's look more than I liked Endgame's look. 
but dude shredded <laughs> uh, yeah i mean he's also like what 12 feet tall <laughs> yeah it's not okay 1100 pounds of pure mass <laughs> um but yeah just wanted to get that out of there we can move on mm-hmm. um um there was a moment when ultron brainwashes um gosh dang it i didn't write down her name but the the Korean scientist that fixes Clint, um, Wanda. Uh, so Ultron goes and brainwashes the Korean scientist woman, and starts creating Vision in the cradle. And then Ultron realizes, like, yo, we gotta go. So he moves the cradle and everything like that. And then there's this really cool fight scene between Cap and Ultron there. And then Black Widow comes out. Um, and then once that whole uh, once that whole thing is done, uh, Cap ends up working with Quicksilver and Wanda because Wanda then realizes what Ultron's plan is, which is to decimate the world, and she doesn't want that. She originally just wanted the uh, the Avengers to be eliminated. What was the word that they used? Extinct. They wanted the extinction. Yeah, yeah. Avengers extinction. Um. So, uh, once once all that is done, Wanda looks at Cap and, um. Cap tells them, like, you know, we have the cradle. It's going back to Tony's. And Wanda looks looks at Cap and she goes, Ultron can't tell the difference between saving the world and destroying it. Who do you think he gets that from? And I think that that, that shows kind of back to what I said earlier about the uh, suit around the world. Yeah. Uh, it's a cold world kind of thing where it would make sense for Ultron to have the same mentality because Ultron was – partially developed by tony and he his whole thing is to protect the world and mm-hmm. if it means destroying it for the better good like tony would have done that in the earlier stages of his life you know what i mean yeah um and so i just it was cool to see like wanda kind of give that that uh that insight and also she you know she brainwashed him so she also knows like what's going on mentally with him so the stuff that he's not even saying out loud they're saying uh, they're saying in their mind so she knows everything uh, yeah. and i thought that was a a big point uh, one of the things that really stood out to me or i wanted to talk about which i thought was super important was uh when they are at the uh, cargo ship and wanda um put implants the dr- what would you say dreams visions in them uh, yeah i'd say like hallucinations yeah hallucinations say. yeah um, I really, really liked how it it showed all their... I really wish we got Hulks. So one thing I was... I've always... I wish they... Maybe not in this movie, but they just at least talked about it in the future after this movie. Even in, like, She-Hulk, if he touched yeah. on it. Or something. I like, agree with that. Because um, what would his vision be? It could probably, like, back... I don't know, like... Well, maybe maybe, maybe they, we didn't get one or... because his his worst nightmare is already happening. Maybe, yeah. Because I mean, he he hates the Hulk. Yeah. So I don't know. But I do agree maybe. with you. I mean, everyone else got one, and they were all really cool. I loved Thor's the most. I would say. Uh, yeah, Thor gonna, or Cap. I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna um, talk about Thor's because it's um, in his vision. It shows vision and. It shows a basically like a what you'd say like a galaxy shaped as a gauntlet with all the infinity four, stones or at four. Least four there was four, four yeah. infinity stones 
and it made me think because now we're in the uh king dynasty I, I was like maybe i wonder if that was like a king implanted that kind of vision into thor's had to search for the infinity stones mm. and everything like that or he did basically he did not wonder but he because that was part of the timeline you know that they have to do but i just it made me think i was like oh that's really cool how he kind of like brought it back to what the whole infinity saga is about and um talked about this uh showed the stones and vision and all that stuff and yeah, this movie's so like. And if I, I might I, be wrong I, in this aspect, but isn't the this the first the first time that we actually hear the term Infinity Stone? Because we obviously we get talked about the scepter and the tesseract and in and Guardians of the Galaxy we we get the the thing that Peter steals, but if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that we realize the magnitude of of an Infinity Stone, right? Um, I mean, I guess we do we do see it in, see in the Guardians of the Avengers. Galaxy, dude. Uh, yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy too. What do you mean in the first Avengers? Tesseract is an Infinity Stone. And... Yeah, but they don't know it's an Infinity Stone at that point. They just they just know the Tesseract is a, yeah, a thing of true. like unlimited power. They don't realize the full potential of it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any movie before that like even said anything about it i can't i I, I, can't, I don't I, I think this is the first time that it's really brought up and we we understand the magnitude of them or like knows them already yeah. which is crazy well um, you know as i'm sure oh, the no, asgardian no. public school is a lot better than earth's public school so <laughs> well thor, thor dark world is an infinity stone yeah but the they call it the ether it's not an infinity stone. They call it the ether. You know what I mean? Yeah, Thor knows it's a stone. So that, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you are right. I, I, I agree you with right. you on the I, fact that Thor knows it's an infinity stone, but for yeah. us as the audience, we don't know that. So I feel like it's this cool is the how first they time. showed. It's cool how they showed the only four that um, we've seen. That we've seen at that moment in time. That was dope. Uh, yeah, it didn't show the other two, which is cool. Because mm-hmm. then you, I think after that, you, then you get Doctor Strange. And Which has the, the time. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, Infinity War is the one that shows um, a soul stone. A soul stone. Mm-hmm. A soul for a soul. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I also liked how it kind of takes back to the first Avengers when Clint gets brainwashed. And then mm-hmm. uh, he... I don't know, shocks Wanda in the yeah, face. Yeah, little, little shock dart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I cool. Done the bra- did the whole brainwashing thing, not a fan of it and yeah. stuff like that. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, and also to touch on that as well, um, um, once once like kind of everybody gets dialed back – oh, actually, we haven't even talked about a, a pretty cool part. It's not super pivotal, but um, the Hulk gets brainwashed. And we touched on that. But then he goes on a rampage in a city where Tony has to take him out because everyone else that was on that cargo ship got brainwashed and got messed up. So he pulls up, tries to get rid of the Hulk, and pulls out Veronica. And, I mean, just spanks the Hulk around. I mean, the Hulk, Hulk, you know, puts up a good fight. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. sleep. (laughs) I loved that. That's one of my favorite parts. But um, that was pretty cool. But then on their Mm -hmm. way back... Um, Clint ends up taking the the whole team to Clint's house, which nobody knows about at this point. And everybody gets to meet Clint's family. 
and uh, Thor pretty much said, you know, I, I have I had visions in my head. I will not find answers here. And then he flies away, meets up with Dr. Selvig, which we've seen from Thor the Dark World or the first Thor. Mm-hmm. Is that th- is that? No, that's well, not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you're right. He's in all of them. Yeah. So um, yeah, the second one, he's like goes all psycho mm-hmm. at uh, yeah. Stonehenge. Yeah. But um, goes to uh, goes to Dr. Selvig to find this uh, like old, like almost swimming hole type thing yeah, like fountain cave. of youth type thing yeah um where he sees that vision that we said you know he he's starting to see these flashes of the infinity stones and he's seeing heimdall um telling thor that he like thor killed all of them which is another foreshadowing because in the third thor half of asgard get over over half of asgard gets decimated yeah. and asgard mm-hmm. as a location gets decimated because of thor um and then comes back and at that time as he's coming back they they as in the rest of the team has the cradle that they're working on uh and they're trying to figure out tony brings up to 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 bruce and is like i think uh you know we got another crack at this and bruce is like dude there's no way we're doing this again and he was like come on dude like we have to and then uh steve steve natasha quicksilver they all they all pull up and they're like stop what you're doing quicksilver unplugs everything cap throws a shield destroys all of like the servers and then thor just pulls up you know just brings the hammer of god down with the lightning and creates vision and uh in you know first vision is like a little bit hostile for the first like three seconds that we see him and then thor throws him and he see like as he's flying he sees outside the window and thor then tells everybody like i had a vision and at the center of my visions is that stone um and he's like as long as this is a good person the stone is in good hands Mm -hmm. and uh you know then vision is like i'm sorry that was weird um and then look another small detail i really liked is he looked at thor and I think, yeah, I think overall we yeah. all know like Thor is the most macho man out of all the Avengers, and he looks at him and develops a cape of his own, and then uh, they do a little bit of chit chatting, and then he grabs Milnir, and then gives it to gives it to Thor, and mm-hmm. uh, something that I I want to bring that up now because I want to touch back on that once we're towards the tail end of the movie because they have a funny little re- interaction between the three of them. Uh, yeah. about that well, throughout but. the whole throughout the whole movie it's teased around talking about his hammer and yeah who can wield it and stuff like that um um i do i this movie really does a really good job for um visions like origin story yeah just executed perfectly i agree and um i also noticed because you know when you have um when you're in different movies obviously your suits get a change and his suit never I mean, besides like the first ten seconds, he was born, mm-hmm. changes color to a little more bluish, and mm-hmm. then the cape. But his his costume or his yeah costume or suit yeah stayed the same throughout the everything enti- like the entire yeah. The only time that we saw cool. something different for uh, Vision was WandaVision when we saw the yeah, white and blue one, which was yeah. OD looking. Yeah. Um. And where where I'm, what is that gonna come back to? We'll we'll touch on that in a bit. 
because yeah. <laughs> I I'm curious about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, for for the rest of my notes, I uh <laughs> I pretty much have just a lot of hot takes. So if you have anything else towards the breakdown no, that you would like I, to discuss, I have a couple hot yeah, takes I, that I'd like to run past you, and then we have a a new segment that we're starting today that I I'm really excited to get in and show you guys. So. Yeah, I have just one one thing. It's just a scene that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Well, I really wish Quicksilver survived Agreed. or was alive. Um, I just it was just complete waste of a character. Mm-hmm. So one thing I just don't really enjoy about this movie. Yeah, and um, him and uh, Clint uh, like kind of go back and forth throughout the whole movie. Meaning, you said Clint, uh, him, who is him? Uh, Quicksilver. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have some banter know. between the two. You didn't yeah. see that coming? You, yeah, didn't, you didn't see, see that, that coming? coming? Um, and at the end of the movie, Clint uh, is saving the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ultron, uh, uh, I think, is in the Quinjet. He's in some sort like of jet, yeah. It is the Quinjet. Up people. Just, yeah, <laughs> la- r- laying down just, some freedom. Yeah, laying down some fire. And uh, Clint's kind of in the, like, the blast right zone. Blast zone, yeah, whatever. And Quicksilver goes in front of him and takes the bullets, yeah. And two things you pointed this out, too, yeah. Two things first of all, this isn't like a, a pistol round, yeah. The rounds are like this big, okay, yeah, like this wide, yeah, going uh, like go right 3,000 feet a second, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna go right through them and kill the kid and hawkeye <laughs> that's fact okay. that's fact second you couldn't grab grab hawkeye and the kid and yeah. just move him out yeah i don't know i agree i just thought that was just like a pretty dumb death yeah and just it, yeah that hurt me a lot i agree I with did, that i do like when he does die when wanda like feels it mm-hmm. and then she like goes on her knees and like all the real all the ultron bots like explode i thought yeah. that was super cool but i don't know that's the only problem i kind of had with the uh that's the biggest problem i had with the movie for sure yeah i think i would agree with that it de- de- did definitely seem like a um well we got a visitor uh like yeah. a, a wasted character but yeah. it was it was the character was essential for that movie and i don't know how much more he would have done in the rest of them because I think his death really propelled Wanda into becoming who she is. And I was just um, going to ask, um, like, I wonder if, if he did survive, like how Wanda's like, um, like Wanda's like uh, journey throughout the rest of the, her the arc. Saga would be. Arc, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Probably, yeah. Probably like a totally different Wanda. Oh yeah. Probably we probably wouldn't powerful. have got Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a couple things I want to touch on before I get to my hot takes. Uh, there were a couple, uh, like duos that were really kind of solidified in this movie. One being Clinton Wanda during the beginning mm-hmm. of the the end battle scene, which you see on your screen here. He, uh, they're they're in like a little house together, and Wanda's freaking out. She's having like a little bit of a panic attack. She doesn't know what to do. She's never been in this position before. And Hawkeye's like, "Hey, kid, listen to me, like." I I don't want to be here, but I'm going to go back out there because it's my job. And I can't do my job and babysit at the same time. So I, I, I either need to know 
if you're going to stay in here, like I'll get you, I'll tell your brother and he'll come get you or you need to come out there and you need to fight. And, and then something happens. He shoots up an arrow through a hole in the, the wall. He's flying. Yeah. The city's flying. Fighting robots. <laughs> None of this I makes sense. Bone, I have a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. None of this makes sense. Um, and I really, that, that put a little bit of humility into, uh, into Wanda. And so like, mm-hmm. th- that's something that, you know, we see later on in, uh, in civil war where, um, Wanda sides with Clint and another duo ship we see with Wanda funny enough is Wanda and vision mm-hmm. where the city's falling down and she doesn't really know what to do at this point. She's still in the, the bus where she killed Ultron. She ripped his heart out because Ultron killed her brother. And she was like, you know, you're going to die. And she's like, I already did. Do you know how it felt like? And then she rips his heart out. And she was like, it kind of felt something like that. And then vision pulls up, grabs her and brings her to safety and uh, later on in the movies, we realize, you know, that there there's an intimate connection between those two. Um, but the referencing more for Civil War, you realize that Vision is doing right by Tony by keeping her on this compound away mm-hmm. from people. And Clint is like the person that kind of brings out like the, the humility and the, the goodness in her, even if it's meaning to do something wrong at that moment. And yeah. she decimates Vision, throws him 40 stories underneath the compound and then leaves with Clint. Um, so I thought that was, you know, something we definitely needed to touch on because, you know, there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes on during that. Something I forgot to uh, ask you was uh, when um, Vision gets when he's born mm-hmm. and he comes up out of the cradle. Yeah. Did you notice the first person he saw when he uh, got I up? I did not. It was Wanda. Oh, OK. Well, that kind of yeah. makes sense then. So I thought that was a cool little detail that I yeah. saw in the movie. That is cool. Yeah. Um and I uh, I, I also, oh. oh sorry. Uh, and then uh, real quick and then we'll get to those. Um another thing I thought was really cool is that you know the one of the final scenes of the movie the the end of the battle scene specifically there's the last Ultron bot and Ultron and Vision are having a conversation and Ultron's like you're scared and he was like he's you're scared of death and they had this conversation about Vision's like you know humans think that order and chaos are completely different but there's there's grace in their failings and there's beauty to that and ultron says something along the lines of like you're unbearable you're unbearable yeah and he was like well i was born yesterday and then blast him with the mind stone which i thought was just so cool like yeah that was a beautiful scene for sure i'm i, I don't want to say it now but uh i'll say it later on in this podcast and i'll bring it back to that moment uh, but I do have a couple hot takes that I want to put out into the universe. Okay. Well, before we get, I have one normal question and then I got some hot takes. One, Tony created Friday um, and obviously had Friday for some time, but was still using Jarvis. And I'm curious on why he would continue to use Jarvis when he has a, a better AI to use. And there was also other AIs there. He just picked up and chose Friday. Like there was like two or three other discs there or USB drives, whatever we call those. I don't think it was better um, AIs. I think it was just more of like a preference of. Like they're the same thing, but like, okay. I don't want to listen to another, like a British dude again. Okay. Let me get a, you know, Friday girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I assumed that Friday was just more technological advanced and I was like, why is he holding himself back? Is it just because yeah. he's attached to Jarvis or, but that would make sense if it's almost like a duplicate copy, but just like different voice and maybe 
one is better at one thing and one is better at the other thing mm-hmm. maybe um i uh hot take end battle scene near the core when they're all fighting each other which you see on the scene i've pointed this out a lot um second best fight scene in all of mcu first obviously going towards van battle scene of of endgame where everybody comes back but i loved that battle scene where they're fighting through the core there's a slow motion cap does like a backflip 180 spiral twirl over an ultron bot hulk is eating people eating ultron's heads off we got like a a hawkeye's throwing his bow because he doesn't need it and he's just stabbing people with the arrows um thor beating the shit out of him hitting him with the lightning uh i just thought that was dope i loved it definitely in my opinion solidified second best i disagree 100 percent. that's fair um i you can say top five no i can Um, say top two I'm saying for me. I know. But I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, top five. For me, it'd be obviously Endgame. Yeah. Anybody um, that doesn't have the end I fight scene the, of Endgame as number one, their opinion is dog water. I got Infinity War and Wakanda. Oh, that was a good Love one. Love that too. scene. That was a good one. And then number three, I mean, I'm probably missing a lot because I haven't looked at it, but just uh, top of my head. We have Iron Man 2, end of the movie, with him and War Machine. Oh, in the dome. Favorite, one of my favorite MCU scene, fighting scenes ever. That was cool. Ever. Four? Maybe it could be four. Okay. Because I haven't thought about that. Um, uh, another hot take, and I'm pretty sure you're going to hate this one even more than the previous two that I've said so far this podcast. Tony Stark's suits, when they first came, and his first suit that he made in a cave with a box of scraps was the first suit was shit. I mean, it was cool and it was awesome to see like the first one. And then it went up the, the Mark two, one of my favorite suits till this day. I love the, the all silver look, how bulky it was. And then the third one, you know, we got the color to it, which was dope. And then there were a couple other iterations that I thought were okay. Um, like Iron Man 2, I don't know what mark that was, but the the case in the suit, one of my favorite suit-up scenes as well. I liked that suit. But I honestly, probably from this movie, possibly earlier into maybe even Iron Man 3, Tony's suits have gone downhill aesthetically. They've gotten better technologically, but aesthetically, looking at them, they have gotten so much uglier. Iron They're not Man good 3. looking. Iron Man 3 has the worst suits, and it followed through no. Age of Ultron. Yeah, 100%. No. Uh, Age of Ultron, um, Mark 42 is by far the worst suit I've ever seen. Endgame suit Man. is the worst suit. Um, But the end of the Age of Ultron suit is – that's top three for me. I just – that Easily. And, and Endgame suit, probably the ugliest suit in my opinion. I uh, that suit. I just – Way better than Infinity War also a shit suit <laughs> like I, they those suits were fucking ass and are you like the bulky yeah the rugged the ones that look real the ones that are dope yeah but uh, like fit. it looks like and shit the, it looks like he's wearing a fucking no, onesie yeah, um mark mark two is good and all you like the shoulders but 
I like the shoulders. I like the traps. I like the pads there. Yeah. Not a fan of the ball pads. Your opinions are dog shit. Uh, (laughs) um, And then, I mean, the other not really hot take, but we've kind of already touched on. But, you know, I, I still truly do feel as though that Ultron should have had a different suit somewhere else as a backup yeah. plan. Uh, but I do, I, I mean, you made a great point. Like he, he was, he had a big ego and he, he was like, Oh, I'm just going to solo this. Like I, I don't yeah. need to have a backup plan. Um, do you have any hot, hot takes? takes? Oh, let's hear them. This movie is better than the first Avengers. But yeah. let me, but let me put, put this out there. Okay. If, this movie just came out. It's the latest Avengers movie. I couldn't say it's the best. I couldn't say it's better than the first one. But now, in this moment, for over time throughout the Infinity Saga, because this movie is so... I say this movie is better because of how much more important it is the Infinity uh, to the whole saga. I do that's agree with... I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I do think that's a hot take. I do... I just... I think we agree on that collectively for, and you touched on this earlier as well. I feel like the basis of the first Avengers movie was pretty much just them instead of becoming stragglers became a team. And Mm -hmm. then it was like, you got to see the future of the infinity saga when he drops the nuke up there outside of that. Like that movie doesn't do a lot for me and cap suit. I hated cap suit in that movie. Didn't like cap suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of touching on it again from last podcast, what I said, reiterating what you said is, um, you think that Dr. Strange and uh, Dr. Strange two and Thor 11 thunder are going to grow on us. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think they're going to age better. Yeah. I think they're going to age well, age better. And I think Avenger age Ultron is aging very well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. You could you could have said that same thing when Age of Ultron came could have came out and I probably would have hated it, but then you would have been right. So hopefully it's kind of the same thing for Doctor Strange two and uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, not. Uh, I could agree possibly if Doctor Doctor Strange two could age very well. I just can't. I don't know if I can do it for Thor: Love and Thunder. That's fair. Just, you know, but I mean, it, you know, we'll have to. It, it, time tells all. Breakdown. Uh, word to aches and an old call of duty professional this is his slang that i'm using right now i'm never wrong gonzo i'm just early that's all it ever is i'm never wrong Mm -hmm. i'm just early but all right guys we're gonna move on to this new and very exciting segment uh i'm actually really looking forward to this and it's uh marvel news so we've got we've got a lot of things to break down. I'm gonna give you a quick little gist of everything we're gonna be talking about, and then we can kind of get into it. How does that sound? That sounds good. Cool. So the Marvel news, the stuff that we're gonna be talking about today, it's gonna be uh, the Marvels trailer. We got some new Guardians of the Galaxy three clips that were released. Uh, there was an interview with Chris Evans that I want to touch on. The Jonathan Majors drama. Uh, there's a Stan Lee documentary coming out, and then the Ant Ant Man three uh, is now. It has been solidified. It is the lowest grossing of the three films. And just to kind of get the Ant-Man one out of the way, just a quick breakdown, and we'll do a breakdown for each one of these films, so I don't want to spend too much time on them. Yeah. But uh, Ant-Man 1 grossed $519 million. Ant-Man 2 grossed $622 million. And Ant-Man 3 grossed 474 
So quite a drop down, even from the first one. I think it's uh, so shocking. See, I, thought I it, don't. I think it. I think A Man Three is was a great film, and I think my preference, my personal opinion, is better than A Man Two. Okay. Um, Which is crazy, but you know. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do a breakdown for those, number, so you'll get some more lie. information there. Numbers don't lie, I guess. That is true. Yeah. Um, kind of reading from this article, I got on a superherohype.com, and I know that this was also pub- publicized in a lot of other areas. He was actually doing the interview on Good Morning America. But uh, just to give you guys a breakdown, uh, it says there were rumors that Chris Evans was going to be making an MCU comeback, and it, the rumor started surfacing in early 2021. But despite the denials of Marvel's Kevin Feige, hope I'm saying that right, and then Chris Evans himself, there was an interview on Good Morning America. Evans didn't entirely close the door on Marvel, but it doesn't seem like he'll be back anytime soon, which is exciting in and of itself because there's potential. He's saying that I'm not done with it, which yeah. so it's cool to think that you know in the in the you know the the newer Avengers movies coming out and even the new uh, Captain America movie coming out. We could have cameos, and I'm not. I'm not looking for him to ever retake the role, but it would be cool to kind of see a cameo of him. But just to kind of give you guys a uh, the actual quote of what he says, he says, uh, <clears throat> "Oh man, you know, as much as I would love to return, that was a very special time in my life. I'm very precious with that character. That's the problem. I'm just really protective of it. And to come back, it would have to be for the right reasons and the right timing. And right now, it just feels a little bit too soon." Anthony Mack. Anthony Mackie is currently Captain America right now. There are other stories to be told, and for now, we ended on such a good note. I'm too worried about tarnishing. And uh, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I feel like his arc was just perfect in and of itself, and, and the way that yeah. they said their goodbyes. I just it makes sense for. I I, I agree for I agree as well. Yeah, for basically all the people that left. Yeah. After Endgame. I agree. The people that died in Endgame and Infinity War, I Yeah. I agree. It they, there is there was a time and a place for them and their their time has now moved on. Obviously yeah. they're gonna be staples in the MCU forever. Uh Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. especially really solidifying their their legend role. Um but yeah, I I'm glad that I he think- is you know, he 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 is, you know, very uh, cautious of that role because mm-hmm. it takes one bad actor to say, mm, I could use another $200 million. Let's run up another movie. And instead, yeah. he's like, you know, he's for the people. He's he's for the fans. And he knows that if the fans see him in five years, what happened in Endgame won't feel the same anymore. It takes away from that experience. Um, yeah, that kind of kind of confirms – that he won't really probably won't be in the new Captain America. I would assume and not. I, yeah. And I forgot to add this uh, on here, but I don't know if you saw. Did you see the the leaked photos for Captain America? I have not. <clears throat> Shall I touch on them a little bit? Eh, I think we should avoid them. Okay. Don't want to ruin it for everybody else, you know. Okay. <laughs> good. Um. Send me the link, though, after this. <laughs> um, and then a big thing that's, I mean, it's MCU. It's everything about MCU, but it is not the MCU. But uh, Disney Plus is actually making a documentary on 
the actual goat ever, Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, they put out a tweet on December 28th of 2022, so about four or five months ago. Really uh, excited for that. 100 years of dreaming, 100 years of creating, 100 years of Stan Lee. Stan Lee, an original documentary, will be streaming in 2023 on hashtag Disney+. Plus. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Uh, so good. We've touched on this from watching other mm -hmm. Marvel movies together. It is depressing not having him as a cameo anymore. Oh, yeah. And I wish that they would still put him in the movies in different ways. Like, put him in a newspaper. You know what I mean? Make a print that the, the character opens up and he's the front page of the newspaper. Yeah. You know, Stan Lee, blah, 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 does something like that. And you see a picture of him or um, Isn't Deadpool. Deadpool now is supposed to be kind of doing those um, from what I've been cameos. from what I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm really excited to see what that's about. Uh, we'll probably do like a special little episode on that. I'm not exactly sure how long the documentary is supposed to be or if it's going to be. A, like more of a docu series where it's like six episodes. We know Disney loves to do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm a, I'm really excited to see what they what they do with that because yeah. Stanley, you know, created all of this, all of it, and uh, you know, it's, it, and I'm so happy that he was alive to see it take off and see how many lives that it affected, both positively and negatively. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm just glad to know that when he did end up going he was he went knowing that he created something that will be solidified and and marvel or not marvel it's just movie history in general yeah yeah i think that's that's gonna be a really cool uh thing for us to uh talk about and watch yeah um and then we also got some uh some trailers and stuff that we watched um mm -hmm. Obviously, we're not going to be playing them on stream. Not We're not going to be putting them in the podcast because yeah. we're not trying to get this stuff taken down. Uh, but, you know, I, I have the I have what's written. Like, I have the titles of all of them written down. So, you know, take, you know, do a little homework, you guys, itself. You guys can look these up if you haven't already watched them and kind of get to know what we're talking about. Uh, first, the Marvels trailer. Gonzo, why don't you tell me how you felt about it? Uh, it was a good little teaser. Yeah. Um, I... Not a fan of Captain Marvel's suit. Really? Was, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Weird to me. Um, I did like Monica's. Monica's. Yeah. I'm just happy Monica's back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And is when is Secret Invasion come out? Not sure. Does it come out before uh, the Marvels, or does Marvels come out? I'm Secret pretty Invasion? sure Secret Invasion comes out first. Okay, Secret Invasion, so, I believe, is next month. Okay, so Nick Fury's back now yeah so that kind of confirms that he's going to be in more movies yeah because when you watch the trailer for secret invasion he's like it says like it's his final run mm -hmm. and stuff like that kind of exaggerate it and then you see the marvels trailer and he's yeah. in it so i mean i might uh, have that backwards i'm not totally sure so i mean don't yeah. take my word for it but i mean one thing i did notice uh in the trailer was at the end kind of you see ronin's hammer yeah um, and i also saw kind of like his i would say like species or possibly like sister okay i don't know um i thought that was pretty cool but yeah yeah i thought that was a cool little touch and because he he was in the first captain marvel um mm -hmm. for a little bit he was a he but, was a kid <laughs> like yeah, he wasn't okay. actually younger but he, yeah, they made him so. look actually 
Yeah. I thought you said he was an actual kid. Oh, like, well, wait. like, that's what I'm, yeah, like, I did say that because he yeah. looks like a kid compared to this this man that goes up against Thanos on yeah. FaceTime pretty much in, uh, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? I mean, he throws the Infinity Stone on the hammer, yeah. considers himself a god. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that was a good shout. Uh, I didn't realize that, and that's a, I mean, that'll be cool. Um, we also yeah. got to see uh, Goose. Goose is back. Goose and the, I'm assuming his family. Hopefully. <laughs> There's a lot of cats there. There was a lot of cat cats. Guys, so. Yeah. It's cool with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm really excited That's for that funny. movie. It seems like they're having fun with it, which I think is yeah. exciting. And, um, I honestly think this movie's going to shut it, I mean, there's a lot of haters around Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel or, uh, Kamala Khan. There's a lot of hate around those characters. And I, I feel as though that this movie will definitely pipe those people down. I think it, it seems that it should have a good story and they're having fun with it, man. Like let them have fun. I think it looks dope. So yeah, the trailer. It, I mean, it's a teaser, so we're not really getting much. Yeah, maybe from our next Marvel news, we'll get in the future get a full in depth actual trailer. Yeah, to see kind of what the story is like. We kind of got like a brief little story. Yeah, I mean, it, we got like a two minute snippet. So yeah, so nothing too much. And but then yeah, uh, that's kind of all, all I got from Marvels. Uh, and then next one we have we um. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, there was a little clip that was uh, posted. It's called uh, Push Down on It is the full title. And my biggest takeaway from that was uh, more than anything was uh, as Peter is leaving this house on a different world, he says, Drax, stay here with Rocket and watch him. That's who they're going to be coming for. And Mm -hmm. I've seen so many of these posters and – uh, all these like little things, kind of a lot around Rocket, that makes me believe that Rocket's for sure gonna die in this movie. Uh, God. Bums me I out. I think it's gonna be multiple. Oh yeah, I do. I think I think almost all of them will die, but I feel like Rocket's probably gonna be the one that will be the most emotional. Yeah, like he will sure. be killed by something versus like Peter's gonna sacrifice himself. So like yeah. you know, um, I I just you know that's. I didn't really get anything from that clip. Yeah, it was more of just like a funny ha ha type thing. Like it was more or less of Nebula. He said, "Get in the fucking car." (laughs) Yeah, and once again, I mean, they're definitely having some fun with it, and I'm happy. I do like their suits, though. Their suits suits are are dope. You see, you see it in Thor: Love and Thunder, and then Mm -hmm. obviously the trailers. But their suits are cool. I I agree. And then uh, the next one that we watched, Guardians of the Galaxy three, another clip. It's called "I Miss You." Mm -hmm. Um. And this is what I wanted to say in the like end of the battle scene of Age of Ultron, where he says, you know, you're unbearably naive. And he says, well, I was just born yesterday. Uh, in this clip, Peter is like pretty much breaking down to Gamora, but it's not the, his Gamora. It's a different Gamora that doesn't have this emotional bond with Peter. And yeah. he's trying to have that emotional bond and then uh mantis is like hey you're on an open line by the way and they're all in space and they're all in spacesuits and they're like among you know us suits oh yeah among us yeah, suits yeah um and he was like uh they're like you know you're on an open line and it, it the tr- this like clip starts out really serious and emotional and very f- quickly pivots into like a joke and uh what i wanted to say was that you can make jokes in serious situations and not ruin the scene if it flows well with the characters and the joke mm-hmm. is written well, we've talked about it in Dr. Strange and we we've 
talked about it, you know, personally, every time I watch a Marvel movie, there are a lot of jokes in these movies that do not fit, that just break tension that aren't good. And I yeah. felt like that one and then the the little comment that Ultra or that Vision made saying, I was just born yesterday. It, you know, it brings a lighthearted joke into it, but it doesn't ruin the scene by any means. Mm -hmm. And you still feel the 100%. magnitude of what is going on. And yeah, I love that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool how you did that. I like that. Um, um, do you have anything yeah, to say about much... that one? <laughs> that's fair. They do. I yeah. mean, they are all one color. So, yeah. um, so. We're running a little bit long, so but I do have one more question, and then we're going to wrap this up. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Cool. Um, last one that I wanted to bring up was uh, I got a topic question, and, and Gonzo and I have both thought about it. Uh, beforehand so we'd be able to give you an answer right away what villain do you think can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and blow for blow with ultron and i'm talking well, about the age of ultron ultron not the what if ultron just mcu 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 uh, villains yes well like i said before i said ultron's an avengers level threat okay so i'm only taking it from those villains okay in a way uh, there's like toe to toe, low key. I couldn't see him defeating him at all. Um, I don't. For, I don't even look at Loki as an Avengers level threat. Yeah, he was more but, of like a, a, the middleman to bring the Chitari into Earth. Yeah, like he true. wasn't the Chitari. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is backed by Thanos, the actual Avengers level threat. Um, can't really think of anybody. I don't think of um, but I, I mean, I'm gonna go with the basic answer here, cop out, but it's Thanos. Okay. I think. I personally feel that. Okay, before I before I give my answer, is it Thanos? I mean, are you gonna do the full cop out answer with Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet? No, I'm doing Thanos Endgame. The, like the one that comes back from the past when he doesn't have yeah. the gauntlet then okay he has the sword yeah 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 okay uh i'm gonna go with the only person that i think could go and fuck up ultron would be kang and i know that's also kind of a cop-out answer but you are you are right on that aspect that ultron i mean obviously i said my hot takes i think ultron is one of the goats i i love yeah. him as a villain i i, I mean he's he's great and the only reason why I even could even see Kang fucking with him, which I still don't even see that happening, respectfully, is because Kang is a multi multiverse aficionado. You know what I mean? He's able yeah. to he's able to teleport. He's able to go between universes. He's he's got so many different Kangs to work with, mm -hmm. which all have these incredible powers. And the reason why I say that is because Ultron is also a multi-bodied um being like i mean he he says in the movie like i have something that the avengers will never have which is harmony and he and like all of his robots are building something they're building the the core to blow up sokovia and possibly the world um but that's my opinion like i i just yeah. I, thanos I especially Thanos. without the gauntlet he's not able to teleport so it, it's out of sheer strength for thanos which would make sense on paper if he if Ultron was a human, but he's an android, so he doesn't feel pain. 
So it's yeah. not like when he gets put, like uppercutted into the sun, he's not going to be like, oh, that hurt. He's going to be like, mm, while my, my uppercut, like while a, that body's flying to the sky, I'm going to have a different robot take him out, take Thanos out of his knees, have another mm-hmm. one take him out of the head, another one take his take a sword, another one to strape him up. I saw a lot of uh, powers that, that Ultron had. I mean, he was able to just like grab pieces of the world and just lift it and just like yeah. throw things at people without actually using anything. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I just that's why I can't I can't put Thanos there and that's why I do put Kang there. But I still don't I think that Kang him. takes Ultron. I think Ultron clears all. That's crazy. Uh, hot takes, man. Yeah, it's a hot take. Uh last thing. Yeah. Rating one out of ten for a Avengers Age of Ultron. What is it? Do you have your number? If you do, go ahead. Uh, I do. Give this 8-5. Eight 8-5. Five. Eight five. Yeah. There's only... You have to be special. 9-1. Nine nine. Okay. You want to know why? Why? It gets .2 on the scaling. It gets .2 points up because... Because, which I think once I say this, you'll agree with me. We got to see a phenomenal villain, Ultron. We got to yeah. see a phenomenal arc between the main six and more. Um, uh, there was so much that we, we learned a lot. There was a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. We learned about the Infinity Stones. And we got to see Thanos in the end credit scene. The after credit scene. He says, fine. I'll do it myself and puts on the gauntlet. So it's that might, if I'm not mistaken, this is the only Marvel movie where we see two Avengers level threat villains in the same movie. They're not canon. They're not together, but we get to see both. And I thought if without that end credit scene, I give it an eight, nine, but with that, I'm giving it a nine, one. I can, the highest I can go is eight, nine. I can't you like the movie has to be perfect. That's fair, and I, my, I am also rating these within only MCU-verse. Like, if, if I'm talking about movies in general, it would not be that high. But no, I'm talking yeah, about ranking for only, yeah, MCU movies, MCU. so that's why I am doing like that. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Up see, there. Up, up there. there. Civil War. Up yeah. there. Yeah. Endgame Infinity War. Up there. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't give them. That's fair. I mean, you know. It is an A5, though. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and lock that in 9-1. I mean, I think that movie was absolutely phenomenal. It um, was great. It's one of my favorite. It's my – it's top three. It has to be. It has to be because you can't yeah. rate it above the, the the two last ones. Yeah. Well, the first Avengers is my last on the list, I think, for sure. Yeah. All right. Even though it did feel a lot of hype, but – Well, yeah. guys, that was the breakdown of uh, – of Age of Ultron. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Another episode of The Watchers. Make sure to drop a follow on the stream. Make sure you uh, check out all the socials down below on the mm-hmm. screen right now. Uh, we're l- trying our best to bring as best content to you guys as we can. Uh, we're going to continue to getting better. We're going to continue yep. improving. So uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out, watching this. And, uh, you know, we'll be seeing you soon. Sure. Peace. Peace.